welcome to the Radical Self-Belief Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Fogdenmore, the Mojo Maker, and this is your ultimate destination for candid, essential, inspiring advice to get you in the driver's seat of life. Discover exclusive leadership insights, plus proven practical tools and techniques to activate true conscious decision-making for extraordinary results. Reignite your vision, harness effortless energy as we guide you to truly be the CEO of your life as well as your business for absolute sustainable success. Hi guys, welcome back to Radical Self-Belief, the Mojo Maker podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Fogdemore. This is episode 155, Recovering from F-Ups and Mistakes. Very important subject at the moment as we're under high stress levels, a lot of uncertainty, and everyone seems to be maxing out on fear and not having any control over what's going on in their outer world. It's causing enough to be exhausted and overwhelmed and really not in our best place that sometimes in the road you're going to hit speed bumps. Today's episode is going to be a really important one to help you understand the best way to recover from making those mistakes and also accept other people's genuine apology. We have a real tendency, I think, at the moment to want to highlight when people have made mistakes, to want to highlight when people have stuffed up, to want to shine a light on what isn't working. And I think what we need to do is give people the honor and respect when they do own what they've done, when they do own what they've said, and to acknowledge when there's been a heartfelt, uh, learned lesson from a mistake that's been made, a heartfelt apology, and a approach to always evolve. So that's what this episode is going to be about especially in leadership, in parenting, in friendships, at work, in partnerships, and in life, you know what? One size does not fit all, but what we can do is absolutely have the best intent to keep evolving and growing. Before we move on, I do want to give you a couple of admin points for this month. If you're listening to this podcast in September, woohoo 2021, because that means that Booktopia have a great pre-order at the moment of my latest book, Radical Self-Belief. The link will be in the show notes. It'll also be uh, in, I think, on my website. If you go there to nikifogdenmore.com, you can hit buy now or pre-order now. It'll take you directly to that link. If you're listening to this in September, we're giving the first few hundred pre-orders on Booktopia a really, really awesome limited edition Radical Self-Belief t-shirt. All you need to do is email a copy of your Booktopia order confirmation to media at nikifogdenmore.com. And I'll put all that information in the show notes to make it super easy. So Very, very excited. For those of you that have already done that, I am forever grateful. It's really thrilling to see all those emails come through and be part of a tribe or a pride, if you like, of people having an essential roadmap for sustainable success. So let's loop back to today's episode. Oh, we all do it. We all F up. We all make mistakes. We all do things we want to go and just crawl into the corner and wish that nobody would bother us so that didn't happen. Take back time, rewind, suck in what we've said not make a reaction. Sometimes you're just going to have an opportunity where you cannot rewrite the script and you did something. And for whatever reason, you're not proud of it or it offended someone and it came out the wrong way. And it was a reaction that you're not going to put on your best did tasks of the year. In fact, it probably caused you quite a lot of anxiety, angst, and a lot of turmoil in your life. Because when we make mistakes, especially when we don't mean to, it can really, really affect us on a multiple level. That means emotionally, physically, and intellectually, it can knock your socks off. It can take you out at the knees and it can really ruin your confidence. 
What's going on at the moment, I think, is everyone jumping on the bandwagon when people do make mistakes. It's so easy to shine the spotlight on someone else when they're not doing well. It's so easy to shine the spotlight on a leader if they say the wrong thing, react the wrong way, or don't do the right thing. Now, it's very different if that person is consistently displaying that behavior. It's very different if that person is consistently doing narcissistic gaslighting, you know, bullying, or just uh, suppressive techniques to ensure that there's no empowerment in a family situation, in a work situation, in a partnership situation. That's completely different. What I'm talking about here is when you come out in this world and you get up in the morning, the first thing you say to yourself is, I'm going to make a mistake today. That's not what we do. And when we do make a mistake, it can often have such a jarring effect that it can limit what we do next. And it can make us feel like we've really just done the most horrendous thing in the world. And I think at the moment, we're not always going to do the right thing by everyone. It is impossible to please everyone and to be perfect. And nor should we be striving for that. The only thing that you can actually take responsibility for is at any given moment, how do you respond to a situation? Even if it's recovering from something you're not proud of, it's what you do next that really counts. So there's two sides to this story. First of all, you've just started your day or you've been in a situation and perhaps the tension's been building up for a while or a situation, a project, a people, a place, a thing, whatever, and just hasn't been going so well. It's starting to build frustration and tension and you're not probably putting it into a matrix where you can organize your thoughts, take a step back, and it just happens to push you over the edge and you react. And you might write something, say something, or do something there probably wasn't your best moment. We've all had them. We've all done things since childhood that we could want to take back. I mean, that's called experience. It's called learning by doing and means that if you can actually learn from the mistakes you make, you're going to be in a much better position to grow as a human, to grow as a leader, to grow as a parent, and to provide much better advice to other people because you've already walked the path. If we lived a mistake-free, perfect existence, we'd not have any experience. We'd be in a very autonomous, neutral, beige world where nothing could go wrong, and that means nothing can go right. So the fact of the matter is we're all human. But what I'm seeing is we're not giving anyone a leeway when they genuinely want to apologize for a mistake that they've made, and they also are willing to learn from that and try something new. We're very quick to cut people down. It's a very dangerous thing when we want to have growth, continuity, collective contribution, and allow people to actually become the best versions of themselves. So if you're listening to this, I'm pretty sure that you've made a or a few mistakes in your life. I'm pretty sure you've lost a lot of things, whether that's money or partnerships or friendships, just by not having the emotional intelligence or the acuity to understand a situation, and maybe by nothing that was intentional, but it just landed the wrong way. You have an opportunity then to say sorry to own what's happened, to have accountability and have the awareness that perhaps regardless of your intent, you might have triggered someone else and it could come across in the complete opposite way. I know I've done it. I had it recently where with all the best intent in the world, I came out and I wrote an email. It was the wrong thing to do. And even though I wasn't trying to make anyone feel less than or inadequate, it came across that way. And I had to acknowledge that it doesn't matter what I think, someone else is going to have their perception and that perception has to be respected and validated. And as a leader, we have to be prepared to say, listen, I'm really sorry. And those words are very, very powerful when you really mean it. The point is as well, we really have to be prepared to take people's apology, listen to it 
and to have a heartfelt connection that perhaps they stuffed up and they're sorry and that that's okay. Because if you're receiving an apology from someone you know and it's genuine, you've got to understand that you're probably going to make mistakes as well in your life. How would you like to be treated if you also stuffed up? It has to be two sides of the street. And I think this is really, really important. One of the other things that we're working on at the moment with the truth quadrants and conversations, if you've been listening to my podcasts previously, and even the latest episodes on the business of mastering self, there is no quick fix. There's no turning a light bulb on, all of a sudden you're this perfect being that has complete awareness for all situations, people, places, and things. Whoever wrote that is lying. Number one, your ego is constantly there because it's a part of who you are. It's grown up with you. It's the paradigms and the old beliefs that have made you to who you are today. Shifting that paradigm, understanding who you are and aligning with that self is the most powerful tool you can have. It's not a separation of self. It's part of who you are. Whether you listen to that, that's actually the strength of mastering your mindset is understanding your subconscious as your greatest saboteur. What we also do, I find, is that we forget in the business of mastering self and evolution and trying new things out and becoming graceful and having humility when we do stuff up is the fact that not everyone's going to take your apology at face value, you know, and that is their filter. That is not your filter. So if you've genuinely apologized and hand on your heart, you've meant it and you're willing to show that with absolute clarity and authenticity, if someone else doesn't want to see that, that is entirely their responsibility and their filter. There is no blame, shame, or judgment. That is just understanding that, that person perhaps is triggered. They have a deeper reason for not accepting that apology, and that's their own prerogative to sit there. But if you are receiving a heartfelt apology from someone who has a pretty good track record, I would ask you, where does it lie or provide you a good thing to not accept that apology? Where does it assist, support, and serve to hold that person ransom emotionally and to hold them down after they've apologized and learned their biggest lesson? It doesn't. But there must be something that lies beneath that needs you to look at where others are always going wrong. Because at the end of the day, we have to make mistakes to learn. And I think that's a really, really powerful tool is leading means learning. It doesn't mean lecturing. There is no place of perfection. And I think that anyone that says that they've gone out, run a business, started a family, had relationships, it's been perfect and nothing's gone wrong, then I would look a little bit deeper under the hood because I'm not sure that's entirely possible. In fact, some of my greatest relationships have come through some of the biggest bust ups. You know, that growth, that ability to grow together and evolve together and look at what went wrong, create such strong military force style connections interdependence, co-creation and collaboration. When you weather storms together, you become a pretty strong unit. That what is, is what's really interesting to me is the ability to weather storms as a team in relationships and partnerships and families and know that, listen, I think there has to be a certain amount of freedom to give things a go. But if we're always protecting people, we're protecting our children, we're always over-lecturing, then no one's going to have the experience, the life experience, the feeling when things go wrong. And that's a really important lesson. It's like a lion cub learning how to catch its prey for the first time. You know, at a certain point, that lion cub has to go out and try and find its little prey and, and they get taught and they get some lessons, but then they have to go and find it on their own. And they might end up, you know, getting ambushed by hyenas and all sorts of things and come back without any food for the day, but they have to learn those lessons. So if we continue to mollycoddle and over-nurture and protect our children, our teams, 
our partners from life lessons, then we're actually not enabling their personal growth to understand how things work, interactions with relationships, and our own responsibility with ourselves. So how do you recover when you've made a massive mistake? I'll just tell you something. The other day when I made a massive mistake with my team, it took me at least three or four days to personally recover because I really take things on board. I, I felt horrified and exhausted and misunderstood and deeply saddened that anyone that I would ever work with could take something the wrong way. And I might have actually written something that would be in any way misconstrued and I had to take responsibility for that. But the flip side of that was for a few days, I just really felt like giving up. I was just like, God, I've just stuffed up so badly. It actually made me want to walk away. And I thought, what an interesting thing that you know, the kind of the shame around making a mistake is so big sometimes. Even if that mistake wasn't that massive, it was just big enough where it really mattered that you'd be willing to walk away from something. And that's about relationships. Never walk away from a relationship if the person that's made a mistake genuinely learned from it and offers you a sincere apology because that's where the growth lies. And it's a really interesting thing in personal relationships and growing teams and business as well, is you're going to have speed bumps and roadblocks and all sorts of twists and turns in that journey. And the strength in the rally style of that is that together you grow stronger and smarter and more agile and you've gone through stuff together. It's that's where team building, that's where relationships thrive when you've actually been in the trenches together and you've encountered some pretty bad weather. But if we're always avoiding the bad weather and avoiding the tough conditions and not wanting to face those, then we're building towers on quicksand because it's when stuff hits the fan, it's when the proverbial shit hits the fan, basically, that you really know who's by your side. And if you can accept an apology, provide an apology, stand up for yourself, say, listen, I'm so sorry that happened. How can I fix it? What can we do next? And that intent is there, that platform is there, that foundation is there to build upon, then I would say you must grab that opportunity to build a stronger relationship, whether it's at your work, at your personal life. Um, And, you know, there's going to be varying degrees, degrees of things like that as well. Let me not blanket this. Not all mistakes are created equal. Um, You know, there are certain things, of course, that it's your prerogative to walk completely away from. But what I am noticing in a collective society is the conversation around he did this, she did this, and this kind of banding together an outside discussion of why that mistake occurred with everyone else except the person with who it was to matter, who did that mistake, with directly who it was that that happened. So our inability to have direct one-on-one conversations because we're afraid of confrontation creates a really nasty ring of gossip, of heightening a story, and of making that mistake 10 times bigger than it needs to be. So my advice is always go to the source, try and talk direct, apologize to those directly concerned, and then observe how other people handle it. If they need to keep talking about it with everyone else and justifying why it's so horrific, then that person's probably not ready to grow and evolve in a relationship with you and see the fact that you've really tried to do better. If the people around you are shining a spotlight on someone that's had a failure, or not doing well, or perhaps once was a shining star or doing well in business and looked like they had everything and then fell down, were bankrupt, lost their relationship, whatever it is, that's never a moment to look at someone and look down upon someone. And I think as a society, it's really important that recovering from mistakes means we have a safe place to have the humility 
to grow again and to not have the bravado to say, I'm fine, I'm okay, it doesn't matter, and then walk a really lonely road. Because we need to be stronger pieces of the puzzle as individuals. We've all got different facets. None of them are polished perfectly. But if you can understand that no matter what you've done, if you truly are going to speak your truth, if you're truly ready to own the smallest mistake, the smallest stuff up, it could be that you didn't speak to your friend for a long time, or perhaps you ignored something that was really important, or you haven't been a really good listener, or you sent an email you weren't proud of. It's okay to say, I'm sorry. And the most important thing is we have to be able to receive genuine apologies with grace. I urge you when people are going down and fighting their possible worst times or feeling terrible to acknowledge that, to put yourself in their shoes and to not shine more light on the fact they're really suffering. As a population, we so have the tendency to be addicted to pain and suffering. They always say misery loves company. But if you read anything around neuroplasticity, uh, even Dr. Joe Dispenza or the models that I've created on quantum decision-making, you've got Eckhart Tolle, The New Earth. Every person that talks about mindset in the forward thinking aspect of being here in the now doesn't focus on gossiping about people that aren't in the room, doesn't focus on putting others down on their darkest moments. What you do is you reach down and you give someone a hand up. And that is where we build a community of collaboration, of connection, and capability. If we keep pushing people when they're already down, they're not going to learn, they're not going to grow, they're not going to become the very best version of themselves, and they're going to be too afraid to try anything next time. And that comes to our kids as well, our colleagues, our staff, our teams. Sometimes just the smallest thing can make the biggest difference. So if you're recovering from a major F up, if you've done something that was an error of judgment, then the first thing you need to have is the ability to own that and have compassion for yourself and own that truth. Be prepared to apologize in a genuine, heartfelt, clear manner. And then recognize that not everyone's going to be ready to receive that apology. If they need to hang on to that mistake and your misdemeanor, because it serves their purpose to stand in their righteousness or their feeling or what is important for them, whatever that was, that is their prerogative. All you can do is remember that mistakes create experience. It's learning from those mistakes that makes you the better human, the better person, the better leader, the better parent, the better friend. It makes you agile. Being resilient and just bouncing back up again and brushing it off and rising above it doesn't create a platform where you can become more acutely aware of how your actions affect other people. And I think that's the thing that I've learned in leadership. One of my amazing clients owns a supermarket, was chatting with him today, and we're talking about, I've got this thing called the tunnel vision little model that we write. And I said, you're trying to get everybody to activate the vision from the top when we have to start at the bottom, which is what is the easiest place to bring this to life right now? What can we get our hands on immediately that gives an ode to the bigger picture, but makes people feel like they can achieve it in the immediate time. That was a real game changer because as entrepreneurs, as leaders and pioneers, we can do so many things in one moment. We're left field, right field, upside down, backwards, 16 million things at once. We work 18 hours a day because it's part of our DNA. And I don't necessarily mean that's a bad thing too. We work on many different levels and aspects, not just sitting behind the computer in states of stress. We're constantly thinking about ideas and vision and creativity. Sometimes, though, that can be tiring for those around us, especially teams and colleagues and even partners that might not just have that DNA, that requirement, you know, that affliction that I call it that leaders have or pioneers have where your brain just 
you know, it gets like a little buzz moment. You look at something and then you want to go write something down. Not everyone is you. So if the people around you need time to catch up to your ideas, then give them space to do that. If the people around you need time to see that your apology is genuine, then give them space to do that. All you can do is take care of your side of the street. Recovering from F-ups and mistakes means owning it, having the awareness that perhaps even though you didn't mean to do it and it happened subconsciously, you might have offended someone and that warrants the humility to say, I'm sorry. And then to give enough space for other people to see that that's genuine. You only need to say it once. People know when it's heartfelt and real. And that's the most important thing. And then learn from what's happened. Don't promise and pledge and have the resolve that you'll never do it again in a way that actually pushes you down and feel like you're telling yourself off like a child. But rather look at that behavior and say, why did I react like that? How did I get pushed to that point? What were the triggers? that made me act in a way that I wasn't proud of. Instead, identify the core source of the behaviors leading up to the moment that you weren't proud of yourself. And if you can catch yourself in that learning, that is far greater than the top line semantics of the one thing that went wrong. You know, we're all work in progress. We're human beings. We're not AI. We're not computer programmed. We're not part of a facility or a system. In fact, we're actually trying to get out of a system and into a new paradigm that truly creates interdependence, sovereignty, collectiveness, and the ability to be creative and truly be ourselves. It's going to take a lot of courage. We're still used to focusing on what's wrong. We're still used to focusing on who's wrong. But really, we should be focusing on what's right in ourselves, what we really love to do, harnessing our experiences, changing our perspectives, and reframing challenges into opportunities. I hope today's little session on how you can recover from mistakes and receive an apology with grace and humility and understanding, especially when it's heartfelt, gives you a little roadmap to understand that that is part of learning. That leading in life and getting in the driver's seat means having difficult conversations. But communication is not conflict. When you offer your truth to someone, you don't offer your truth to someone to project it upon them, to have them to fix it. You're merely offering your own opinion in a calm way without any need for them to respond. You're owning your side of the street. That is the most important area you need to keep clean. Manicure your own garden first. So this is episode 155 on radical self-belief. I'd love you to go check out the book, nickyfogdemore.com. You can check out Radical Self-Belief, Adulting the Rally of Life, the Essential Roadmap for Sustainable Success. I have to admit, I've kind of written it for dudes. It's very simple. There's lots of worksheets. It's a doing book. It's not a book to put a coffee mug on. It comes with a full set of worksheets, an incredible 12-week coaching course with me online. Since I only take 10 private clients a year, we decided to do an online course with this book and make it totally accessible in a way that your teams and individuals can really get on board. So I'm very, very excited about that. For more information, also hop over to Instagram in Fogdemore or LinkedIn and come join me on the show. I'd love a review on our new link. Obviously, we've been going for four seasons now. When we changed our website over, all of a sudden the show got a completely new link on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, you name it. We got a completely double setup. So it's the yellow artwork cover, Radical Self-Belief, the Mojo Maker podcast. That's what you're looking for. 155 episodes, bringing you all the tools that you need to get in the driver's seat of life. Next week's episode, 156, I'm very excited about. For those of you that know me, you'll know that I love fishing boats, engines, and everything to do with the ocean. And I'm going to be interviewing 
the guru of fishing, Ryan Moody, who together with his wife have created the most successful online course to fish smarter. So how would you believe that? Taking an on-the-water skill that he has mastered over 30 years and hundreds of thousands of fish into a skill-based course online where they've built a million-dollar-plus empire teaching people how to fish. It's pretty cool. They're pretty cool. He's pretty cool. We're talking the business of fishing with Ryan Moody, authenticity, wonky holes, and leading in life. That's going to be episode 156. If you love this episode, please drop me a like, subscribe, share this podcast. Reviews would be amazing, uh, especially Spotify, iTunes, etc. Leave us a line and come sign up for Monday Mojo on NikkiFogdemore.com. I hope you've enjoyed this little musing and snippet on recovering from F-ups, trying to keep it PG. And remember, give people a chance. If their apology is genuine, whether it's your kids, your colleagues, your leader, we're all human. You know, people make mistakes. It's what they do afterwards that shows their character. We're all going to stuff up, right? We're all going to have an error in judgment. So be kind, be compassionate, show up for yourself, be accountable, and um, be healthy, wealthy, and wise. Until next time, guys, stay tuned, be fantastic, and I'm going to be checking in. I hope you love the podcast, How to Level Up in Lockdown. Anything else you want me to talk about, please jump over. Also, you can subscribe to Vitality Coach TV on YouTube or just Google Nikki Fogdemore. Until next time, you stay fabulous, and remember you are in the driver's seat of life. Well, thank you so much for joining, listening, and engaging in Radical Self-Belief, the Mojo Maker podcast. Drop me a like, share, and subscribe to Nikki Fogdemore on YouTube, as well as across all the podcast channels and my website, NikkiFogdemore.com for Monday Mojo exclusive emails from me each week. And don't forget to use the code PODCAST10 for 10% off any of my books when you shop online at NikkiFogdemore.com. Until next time, you stay healthy, wealthy, and wise. And remember, you are in the driver's seat of life.